Good morning, Yassim, and thank you again for this privilege and pleasure to uh, address all of our beautiful and gorgeous uh, Jewish listeners out there all over the world in, uh, in Internet land, in radio land, wherever they are. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, certainly incumbent upon all of us to uh, show our appreciation, our gratitude to uh, this uh, great and beautiful radio station that's uh, affording us uh, kosher and beautiful Jewish music and uh, also the Torah. We've been doing it for many years now. And in Kemach and Torah, we have to uh, feed him a little bit, feed him some fuel in order to continue operating for our benefit. All this is being done for our benefit, so, uh, you know, Anything free is not is, is is not worthwhile. So we have to show that we that it's worthwhile by by paying for it, paying a little bit for it. So send in your uh, text and your uh, pledges, your donations. Give us a call, however it is, whatever uh, small or great it is. It's certainly appreciated. And the truth of the matter is, it's for your own benefit. You're 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 buying it for your benefit. So that being said, we are. Uh, we have just uh, emerged actually from Shavuot, from the great holiday of Matan Torah, and we certainly still have the radiation. We should start. A, we, we should continue to feel that radiation, that uh, exuberance, that enthusiasm uh, on our uh, backs and on our faces and on the shamot and all the things we're doing. We shouldn't uh, let it uh, dissipate uh, so quickly, uh, but hold on to it, hang on to it, and feel. Continue to feel it. We shouldn't be. As the Chazal tell us that the Jewish people, uh, you know, they rush to get away from Hasinai like a kid running out, like the kids are running out right now from school. They've been learning all year. They got their report cards. A lot of them say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And uh, some of them want to, you know, most, like most kids are, they want to leave the hard work behind us and it's time to relax from the time. And they're entitled to some relaxation, no question about that. But it shouldn't be Boreach shouldn't be running out like Boreach. And we are not Boreach from the Shavuot. Um, I was thinking today that, um, that you know, that, that uh, we have in our hands something that we do all the time. That's called, that's Tadir. Tadir is something we do all the time. And the things that are Tadir are really, we're more Hayab. It's more incumbent upon us to, uh, to appreciate those things and to understand those things that we're doing all the time. For example, let's say you say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. You say it uh, twice a day, three times a day. Uh, so certainly, uh, let know what, what are we talking about? Shema Yisrael is a tremendous declaration. Saying Shema Yisrael, we're talking to ourselves, first of all. Shema Yisrael. Yisrael, that's you. You Jew, you're called Yisrael. Kisarita Elokein Batuchal. Sarita is Yisrael. Shem changed the angel changed Yaakov's name to Yisrael because you fought with the angel. Which angel? His Yitzhak. Wow. He fought with the angel of Esav. The angel of Esav was the Malach HaMavet. Yaakov was able to overcome the Malach HaMavet Batochal, and he was able to overcome. That's a important, that's a, that's a, that's a model for us. And that's why we're called Yisrael. Yisrael. And certainly that's, once we're called such a beautiful uh, name and that's been put on our nation forever uh, uh, by, by by Hashem actually then we have to act, act that way Hashem Yaakov has two names sometimes Yaakov sometimes Yisrael so over here we are thinking we're thinking that we're thinking about um, about the about the Tefillah the tefillah, as I said, is something that's tadir. So yeah, we're talking about Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael, Hashem will kill Hashem Echad. So instead of Shema Yisrael, we're talking to ourselves. Listen, O Israel. Listen, Mr. Yaakov. Listen, Mr. Yitzhak. Listen. You've got to be a listener. Listen and 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 hear. Hashem will kill. Hashem yud kevab kia. That's Hashem will kill Yisrael. Hashem is hayah ovevi yeh. He is. He was and he will be. Hashem is Hashem, and Elokeinu, in all of the aspects of the world. Hashem, who Hashem Elokeinu, bechol ha'anes mishpatav. That's a pasuk we have in Hodu. Probably comes from the Tehilim. Who Hashem Elokeinu, bechol ha'anes mishpatav. He is Hashem, our God. He's not, he's not Hashem Elokim. He's not, he, 
He's certainly the God of the world, but it, but it, but he's he's. You have to know that he's exclusively ours. Hashem in his in his in his in his uh, providence of Hashem Yudke Babke is Hashem Elokenu. Elokenu. Say Hashem 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 Elokenu. He's our God. We don't say Elokim. Hashem Elokenu. Hashem Yisrael. Hashem Elokenu. He's ours. So you have to get that in your veins. Sometimes it's hard to push it down in your veins, but that's what it is. That's the, the situation where we are. We are Beni Bechori Israel. We are the firstborn of Hashem, and therefore He's our Elokim. He's our Elokenu. He's our Elokenu because we are accepting Him as our Elokenu. The whole Aris Mishpatah means all of all of the world are His judgments. His judgments are in the world only in the aspect of Hashem Elokenu. Anything that's happening in the world is happening on uh, because of His. His, his providence, because of his love, that's the actual word, that's the word, because of his love for his children, the Jewish people. And that's the difference. He's a Elokeinu, what do you mean he's a, he's a, he's a king of the world as well? Certainly he is. He's the, the God of the whole world, of course he is. But the difference is his love, his love for the Jewish people. That's, Beni Bechori Yechidi. When he says Bechori, not only is he the first one, I'm the only, you're the only son. The only son, Yechidi, you're the only son of Hashem, the only child of Hashem. Now, you have to chew on that for a while. Hopefully, you won't have to chew too long on that because life is short. You don't want to be chewing and chewing and chewing. You have to chew on it uh, pretty good and swallow it and make it part of your persona, make it part of your being, make it part of your DNA, make it part of your blood, make it part of your skin, because that's where it belongs. It doesn't belong in the Sidur. You've got to take it out of the Sidur. And put it in your mind. That's who you are. You got to put it in the edifice of your mind, and that is when you get that down. Then things will open up. Then things start to make sense. Then you're living as a Jew. So we're saying it's tadir. What's tadir? We're saying it more often. We say Shema Yisrael Hashem Lokenu Hashem again Echad. We say Hashem Yudkevabke Echad. Hashem again is is the is. He's the, he's the, he causes everything to be. Yudkebabke means being. Havaya. Havaya means being. He is the cause. He is the batteries of the world. He is causing the whole world to be, to exist. He's the exister, as Rabbi Miller writes in the, the Shemot book. He's the exister. He's causing everything in the world to be. If Hashem was to take his mind off the world, it would dissipate into nothingness. So that's, if you think about that, so everything you look around in the world is really Devar Hashem. Devar Hashem, Shamaim Nasu. Everything is being upheld with Devar Hashem. Oh, that's a big idea now. Devar Hashem, Shamaim Nasu. The whole world is being... Let's say it again. As a tailing. Le'olam amonai de'barechan etzav b'shamayim. Le'olam amonai de'barechan etzav b'shamayim. Forever amonai your de'cha. Your de'varcha will explain. Literally your word, your utterance. Etzav b'shamayim. It's standing in the heavens. It's upholding the heavens. B'dbar Hashem, shamayim na'asu. B'dbar Hashem. B'dbar Hashem. The whole world was created by Hashem and it's holding up the world. And that's what we're saying is, Shemayim HaRashem Elokeinu, Hashem Yudke Babke, Yudke, Yudhe, is holding up the world. And that is what's on. What, what's the Bar Hashem? Yudhe, that's holding up the world. The Yud and the He, that's, 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 what's, that's, that's what's doing it. And, and that is the, the intention, the, 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 uh, the, the mind of Hashem and His, 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 uh, his providence and His, um, his, uh, his, his intentions, we'll call it, that, that's what's keeping everything going. So when you see anything in the world, you see, I'm looking at the window now, so you see a house, you see a car, you see a tree, you see the green, you see the grass, whatever you see out there, you have to know the only reason you're seeing it is because Hashem has decided that you should see it. Hashem has decided that it should be existing. Hashem is, 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 the, is the electricity of all material, certainly all material things in this world. They hear why? Because Hashem is it's plugged, into, uh, plugged into Hashem, whatever that means, I don't know, but it's plugged, in, it's plugged into the will. That's it, the will. It's the will of Hashem. It's the will of Hashem. The Dibar Hashem, not only his, his utterance, his, his word, 
of Yehi, Ki hu amar vayehi. Here it is, we say it every day in the, the Tefillah. Ki hu amar vayehi, husva vayamud. What did Hashem say? He said, Baruch she'amar vayahulam. What did he say? Yehi. Ki hu amar vayehi, husva vayamud. Amar, did he actually say it with his mouth? I don't know what he said, what he didn't say. But does he have a mouth to say? Hashem doesn't have any mouth. Eno demuta guf, eno guf. But, but he wants us to feel, he wants us to feel for our edification, for our benefit. He wants us to feel, to feel that he's saying, he said it. Whether he said it or he willed it or whatever, doesn't make a difference. Uh, if he said it, he willed it, certainly. So, so, but we should have some kind of a, uh, some kind of a, a thought in our mind that there's a God that said and that is saying, he's constantly saying, Yehi, Yehi, Kiwaman Vayehi. And, and, and he's saying it, and he's keeping the world. So anything you see should remind you to, to gain that awareness. And that's really the bottom line, is to gain awareness of Hashem, anything you can. So we are saying over here that, 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 that we're saying, Shemayi said Hashem, Elokeinu Hashem, the one that's upkeeping the world. Yahayahu over here. And it's Elokeinu. He's in his capacity of Hashem, Elokei Yisrael. Get that in your mind. Hashem, Elokei Yisrael. He is Elkein Nu. He is our Hashem. And again, in what capacity? How is he, does he have more providence on, on the Jewish people than, than, uh, than uh, the Goyim? Not necessarily, no. No. The Hashem is so big. He, he runs everything. He runs uh, squirrels and, uh, and, and horses and blade of grass. He runs everything. Uh, not in the same capacity, certainly, but human beings that all have an Ishamot, he runs everything. He's... he's um, so, so what's the difference in, 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 in his providence? So some people might think. I used to think the same thing, but it was not. It was not correct that Hashem is running the Jewish people with an additional hashgacha pratit, an additional divine providence which is specific to the Jewish people. But really, that's not the proper way to look at it because, again, it's limiting Hashem. Hashem looks at everything. Uh, you know, who, you know, he doesn't have less of a hashgacha of a providence on, on a goy or a Jew. He's running it, uh, he's running it. But the difference is with his love. Abraham or Havi. Abraham means the Jewish people. Really, we're B'nai Abraham. Abraham or Havi, Abraham, my beloved. And Hashem in his love for the Jewish people, that's the difference in his providence for the Jewish people and the rest of the world. It's his love. So we are now perusing a little bit of the Tefillah. We're talking about the Tadir. Tadir, the more often items, we'll have to learn them more often. So we said, we just touched on the Shema, because uh, it's one of, I, I don't know, it's probably the most Tadir item, I think, in the Tevilah, for a Jew. There's no, no more of an item that is said more often by more Jews in the whole wide world. Think about it. Think about it. There's no phrase that's said more often by most of the Jews in the whole wide world. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's the mantra of the Jew. That's the calling card of the Jew. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. You can go worldwide, anywhere you want. And even the, the Jews that are far away, most Jews know that phrase. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Now, so that is a number one that we are reviewing, which we just reviewed a little bit, a little bit, and, um, and we can move on to one... Uh, Move on. In the tefillah, there's no really no end in the tefillah, but you have to be ayin. You have to be concentrating and learn a little bit more. But if we just came here to learn that one point of the tefillah, was worthwhile. Now, now um, let's review some of the aspects of our parasha for thought and action. Uh, as the Mishlei states, it says like this: Lama so what does that mean? Lama That's a mashal. This is what I learned on many levels. The first level is on the Bishuta Shemikra, the plain meaning of the words. So let's let's explain the words. Lama Why should I put merchandise? Mechir is merchandise. And over here they're talking about good merchandise. I got good merchandise. Why should I put it beyond Kisil? Kisil is a certain kind of a fool. A fool that has no mind. He's a, a he's a fool. No mind, kesil and sechel, and lo sechel. He has no sechel. So I'm a, I'm a store owner. Why would I, why would I want to 
give this guy a diamond bracelet. Guy's a fool, and I should let him walk out of the store without paying for it. Why? I let him buy it on credit, or let him buy it on consignment. It's in the hands of a fool. He may probably won't have, may not ever get it back. Or a banker, banker wants to give loans out, but he can't. He's got to make sure he gives a loan out to somebody that has credit, has a credit rating, that has a, some kind of a background, some kind of a records that he pays back his loan. But he then to give a, a loan out to a bum coming off the street that's going to fire him from the job because he can't give. Uh, that's giving money in the hands of a fool. Makes no He has no mind. So. Hashem is saying like this. This is Esther Mashal. The Nimshal is God is talking. And he says, I have the most precious merchandise in the world. Ah, the most precious merchandise in the world is life. Life. Life is the most precious merchandise in the world. Hashem is dispensing life. He dispenses life. Hashem gives life all the time. So he says, Hashem is saying, he's stating a fact. He goes, why would I want to give life in the hands of a fool? He'll probably kill himself with that life. He'll go, uh, he'll go buy, buy wrong kinds of stuff with that life. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll gorge himself with that life. He'll, he'll drive in a fast car and, cry and smash it up. Whatever he's going to do, maybe he'll, he's going to ruin his life. So why would I give a life in the hands of a fool? It means that Hashem wants you to make sure that you show that you're not a fool. You show that you're a good customer. When you show that you're a good customer, then the store is going to lend you, is going to let you uh, take the jewelry on consignment. Then the, you're a good customer, then the bank is going to lend you money to buy a house because you're a good customer. So over here, we have to show Hashem that we're good customers. Good customers in this world it means that we're going to do good things. It means we encourage people. It means we learn Torah. It means we raise our children properly. It means we send them to the best schools. It means, we, it means we respect our elders. It means we respect the rabbis. It means we promote, we promote, uh, we promote Torah. It means we care about our fellow Jew. When we see them, you know, uh, when we see some aspect where we can help them or correct them, we just don't, don't keep our mouth, mouth shut, stand by our leader. Hey, it's not my, not my, uh, not my problem. No, you got to find a way to do something about it. You can't just stand around and say, eh, it's not, it's not my. Uh, Cousin is not my uncle, whatever he is, so not my uh, responsibility. No, now, that's not a good. You know, that's not what Hashem wants you to do. You have to know that all these all Jews are brothers. We're all connected one to the other, and and when we show that we have that uh, feeling for one another, then Hashem says, "Oh, you're a good customer." So we have to be good customers in this world. So Hashem is saying, "Now I have the most precious merchandise in the world, but I don't want to give it in the hands of a fool." So. All of us over here want to make sure that we are not in that category of being a fool because we want life. Hashem, I want to give you life, but I want to know that you're going to do good things with that life. So you have to show when you have life, you have to, when you have Sunday off, Sunday, whole day, Sunday, today's off. So did you have to show that I, I want to do what's right. I want to do Hashem's will. You can't spend the whole day Sunday sitting on the beach. That's not, that's not fair. But, but you got to come, come to shul uh, in the morning, put on tefillin, pray, show your children as a model what's important on, what's important on a Sunday day. Well, certainly on Shabbat, we had a whole day of Shabbat yesterday. So, uh, you know, Shabbat, certainly we take the children to shul. We take them early uh, before Mincha to, uh, to a class, class with their, with their peers, if, if need be, if possible. I don't know, for half an hour, an hour, whatever the time is that they can sit still and... Uh, and then you could take them out at night for an ice cream cone. You should give them a little reward. That's fine, too. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, that's the way we train our kids. We train ourselves. We train the next generation and the next generation after that. So, to, again, today's a Sunday. Day off for most people. But got to go to go to shul. And this morning we went to shul. Sit with the rabbi for 45 minutes, for an hour. Uh, you know, and, uh, and hopefully tonight, tonight we'll do maybe the same thing. So... It, again, we have to, we have, you know, all of us, we like ourselves. So we want to treat ourselves right. We want to give us the best of everything. We want to get a nice new car. We want to get a nice shirt. We want to get, uh, maybe you want to go uh, on a vacation, a nice vacation. I want to treat myself right. I'm, I, I'm entitled to it. I work very hard during the week. I should treat myself right. 
should I should take a nice hot shower. Great hot shower. Nice. It's a lot of fun to take a hot shower. I go for a nice swim. I treat my body right. I go for a little, uh, play a little ball, play a little ball, get a little sweat, enjoy it, a little tennis, a little basketball. I want to go for a bike ride. Why? Because I, I enjoy My body enjoys it. I want to treat myself right. And you should. You should, absolutely. Of course, if you just add one little intention in your mind, which doesn't cause anything, it changes everything. You say, I'm going to do all this to serve Hashem, the Shem Shemayim. I'm going to play ball to the Shem Shemayim, for my health, to serve God. I'm going to buy a, a shirt so I should look good. To, to people should like me. People should like me. Is it a, ball, a very important mitzvah to serve Hashem? Whatever I'm going to do in this, I'm going to work. Same story. Whatever I do, all you need is a thought in the mind. It costs nothing. But it changes your whole attitude. It changes everything into mitzvah. Otherwise, it's no mitzvah to, uh, to play ball. It's no mitzvah to eat ice cream cone. It's no mitzvah to do these things, to go take a nap. Take a nap on Shabbat. But when you take that nap, you could think, I'm taking a nap on Shabbat. In order, in order to emulate Hashem, who rested on the seventh day, right? He rested on Shabbat. So I'm also going to rest. This is, of course, this is all misquote of the mind. And once you get used to doing misquote of the mind, there's no end. And that's chovot halevavot, misquote of the mind. And it's a whole career. And it's a career of success. It's a career of happiness. It's a career of doing unending misquot with without effort, without real effort. You don't have to lift any weights. You don't have to sit and learn, learn all day long. You, you, you know, you don't have to review your learning. It's just unending uh, misfort of the mind. It doesn't end. So, so, um, so when we walk out in the street, we think these kinds of ideas then we are, we are actually satisfying. We have two things that we want to satisfy. First of all, again, we want to satisfy, uh, you have a nice ice cream cone, all that, well, you, you know, you're satisfying your body. You have a body, you have a soul. So your body needs body food. Body food, a little exercise, a little, uh, some food, nice food that satisfies the body. Sometimes if you're a little bit, uh, maybe you're, uh, you're not happy, maybe you're a little bit depressed, I don't know what happened, maybe, uh, maybe you lost a few dollars. So, so, uh, uh, that should be uh, that should be the only thing that depresses uh, a person. Chas v'shalom, you know. There's, there's could be many many worse worse things than that. Uh, so so sometimes you have to um, jumpstart your 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 body in order because your body and your soul are connected. You can't separate them. You can't separate your body and your soul. It's a connection. It's a it's a it's a link that it's connected until a person passes away. And a person passes away, then his soul goes back to heaven, goes back to God, and his body stays in the ground. That's only disconnected until Tachatim Then it's connected again. So, so, so we're talking now about about, uh, about nourishing, nourishment. We're nourishing your body through physical aspects and nourishing your soul. That's soul food. Soul food is only soul food is spiritual. Soul food is spiritual. Without the spiritual soul food, then a person is going to starve his soul and it's going to affect his mind. Because the soul resides in the mind. And, and without that, a person is a little depressed or not, whatever it is, it's, it needs it needs medicine. That's the medicine of the mind. Medicine of the mind. Medicine, spiritual medicine. A person who feels that way, he needs to go find a mentor, find a rabbi, get some Torah tapes, start to start to listen regularly, start to listen to the very 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 nice teachers in our community. Listen to those. Those are the good ones. Good teeth, Rabbi Diamond. Yeah, Rabbi Diamond is a the Rosh Kolel. We heard him yesterday. Phenomenal, phenomenal yesterday. And and there's many more rabbis. We have to thank God. A lot of rabbis. Rabbi Yadid, Rabbi Sutton, Rabbi uh, uh, Rabbi Vigdan Miller has a lot of tapes. Listen to him. He's my rabbi. Of course, I'm biased. But um, but but the idea is to have a regular regimen. Rabbi Joey Haber, people love him. Rabbi Yilad Manso, no question about him. We have so many beautiful, great, beautiful rabbis that are bringing in positive messages. We need positive messages, especially to our, to our men and to our women that are that need to have. We all need to have gasoline in the car. I mean, there's two kinds of gasoline. You need the physical gasoline and the spiritual gasoline. But again, they're connected. If you have all the physical gasoline in the world and the, 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 the spiritual gasoline you're not getting, then the physical gasoline will probably kill you. Because you're just going to misuse and abuse and not and, and not, not and not even appreciate the physical gasoline that you're getting, the physical pleasures that you're getting, the way that you can to the ultimate level that you can. When you have that spiritual, 
spirituality involved together with it, then it uh, it uh, certainly uh, it elevates all your physical pleasure. That's a, that's the idea of life in this world: taking your physical and making it spiritual. That's make, that's what makes a Jew a Jew: taking your physical. How about the your Shabbat meal, your Friday night meal? It's physical chicken, yebra, mashi. You have a roast. You have all the stuff here. All the physical. What a table! Wow, what a table! Friday night, Saturday. You have all the things you want. The beautiful table. It smells great. It tastes great. It's all physical. But when you eat it on Shabbat, on Friday, on Friday night, Shabbat, and you eat it and you're, and you're, and you're thinking, you're thinking, I'm resting on Shabbat. I'm, I'm, I'm eating to serve Hashem. Hashem is saying, When God made the world, at the last day, at the end of the, at the, end of the sixth day, he says, you know, I saw that it's a very good world. I want you to know that it's a very good world. When mom makes that chicken for you, that, that beautiful Shabbat table, he says, she says, I want you to know, sonny boy, it's a very, I, I work very hard on this meal because I know you like that stuffed cabbage. I know you like, I made it special for you. God says, I made this world special for you. Special for you, I made it. And I want you to enjoy it. I'm telling you, mommy's telling you, I made this stuffed cabbage special for you. Why? Because she loves you. And God loves us. And he wants us, she wants you to know that she made that cabbage with love, with intent, with intent because, and she wants, and she's telling you this because she wants you to enjoy it even more. Even if she didn't tell you that she made it for you and she made it, it would still be delicious. But she's telling you that she made it for you for the purpose that you will enjoy it even so you say, oh, mommy made me that cabbage. Wow, that's great. That mommy made me that chicken. She made it because she loves me. Ah, it, every Every chew, every time you chew it, it tastes even better. Ah, he said, Hashem made me this world. What a world. It's green. It's sunny sky, blue sky, delicious water, pure water. All these faces in the world. All seven of the king. I have a Torah. I live in a, I live in a Jewish neighborhood. What a world. There's no end to this world. Ah, so you say, you say, oh, he made it all. So he made it for me. Hayav Adam Yom. A person is, is incumbent upon him. He's, he's required to say every day that the, Hashem made the world from the wise. required because his, his nature is to reject it. Our nature is not to say he made it for me. Our nature is not to say that mommy made the chicken for me. The nature is to say that mom made the chicken for everybody else. The nature is to say he made the chicken for everybody else on the table. She didn't make it for me. He didn't make the world for me. That's human nature. Because we don't want to be beholding to anything. We don't want to have any 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 uh, shackles on us to say, oh, mom made it for me, and therefore I got to, you know, I owe her. We don't want to owe nobody. We're not in debt. We don't want to owe. That's human nature. Human nature. So we have to say this to fight human nature. Say, no, God made the whole world for me. And mommy made the whole lunch for me. Ah, now you are living. Now you're, 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 combat, you're, you're living, you're combating your nature of ingratitude. Ingratitude. Ingratitude wants to say, Everything, I did it. It's me. Me, me, mine. I did it. And I don't know nobody, nothing. I'm a self-made man. Self-made. Do you ever hear that uh, phrase? I'm a self-made man. He's self-made. Self-made man means, means he, he doesn't want to, he, want, he don't want to say he owes anybody anything. He doesn't want to say he owes anybody a good idea. He didn't want to say he don't know or somebody that he gave him a push in his business. They got him started. Well, he's self-made. He did it all by himself. It's a terrible thing to say. That's with my strength and my hand did everything. God says, I hate you. I hate you. I don't like a guy like that. A guy like that, he's in big trouble. The guy that says, I did everything, he's in big trouble. He's an I, I man, me, 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 I. He's in very, he's in big trouble. He's a sick man. He's sick from the core. The core, he's sick because he has no appreciation and gratitude. And that is the, the basis of being a human being. Appreciation and gratitude is the basis of the whole Torah. All right? That's called Hakarata Torah. It's an ingrate. And that's why, you have to know, that's why Adam Marishon got kicked out of Gan Eden. Why did he get kicked out of Gan Eden? Well, certainly he didn't listen to the mitzvah of not to eat from the food. Certainly he did that. He only had one mitzvah. And 
and it caused death all over the world, death to come to the world. That's without a doubt. But the reason he got kicked out of Gan Eden, Rashi tells us, because he was kifui toga. That's the worst trait in the whole book. He had ingratitude. He was he denied that Hashem that he owed Hashem anything. How can he do that? It's hard to understand. But he denied that he owed Hashem anything, and it, it needs a lot of study how he could do such a thing. Because this is the most perfect man that ever lived. He had no mother, no father. Hashem was his mother and his father. Every piece of Adam and Hashem was perfect, with perfect perfection. And yet, he's kicked out because of ingratitude. Where was the ingratitude? Because when, 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 when his wife ate from the fruit, and she gave him to eat from the fruit, God came down and said, hey, what's going on over here? I see you guys are uh, you're wearing clothes now over here. I didn't tell you, what are you with the leg? Well, well, we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed, you know, being naked. We're embarrassed. So he goes, what are you embarrassed for? He goes, uh, did you eat from the fruit? Now, of course, God knew they ate from the fruit. He wanted to give them a chance to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, whatever. I'll take you back, whatever. But they, so, so what did Adam? So Adam tells God the following. He goes, the defective woman that you gave me, she caused me to eat from the fruit. It's not my fault, God. It's your fault, God. I will not accept responsibility. I am telling you, God, that you gave me a junkie wife. Not only a junkie wife, she was defected and she caused the whole world to go down the tubes. So don't tell me, God, you know, why did I... I, I ate from the fruit because of you, God. It's your fault. You gave me you gave me a woman. God said, I gave you a defective woman. Get out of here. Get out of Ghana. Get out of this world. You need a lot of tikkun. You need, I don't know, um... Almost a thousand years of tikkun, 930 years or so of a rectification to get that terrible character trait out of your bones. The character trait of I, 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 I don't know nobody. I don't know nobody anything. I don't know nobody. And not only that, it's not my fault. Nothing is my fault. It's always the other guy's fault. So we are, we are learning over here a tremendous uh, lesson from, from Adam Shon and from the Mishlech. Let's move on. We're learning over here about about from the from the from the uh, tefillah. As we said, tefillah is tadir item, has everything in it, and the tefillah itself, the siddur is a gold mine. That's why we say it's a gold mine, and you have to mine the gold. The tefillah, the siddur, is uh, holier than all the books on the shelf, and the mishnah, and the shas, everything. Why? Because it's made from the Tanakh. Tanakh is ruach hakodesh. Tanakh is is from the neviim, ketuvim, all these. Uh, you know, all the Nevi'im, Shemuel, Yishayah, Yemiyah, Yishayah, Yemiyah, all that, and it's, it's also, it's from the, from the Chamishah, Chamishah Torah, from Moshe Rabbeinu, it's all there in the Sidur, all Pesuchim in the Sidur are from there. So we have to know what we have over here, there's something that's very, very holy, beyond holy, it's also put together, and it's extracted by that Sheikh Neset Gedullah, who were, who have had a prophet sitting in that quorum, quorum, and, uh, so, so we have to study it. We read it every day, but the, to read to read the to read the siddur isn't isn't not enough. We have to study it. So let's just study one pearl that's in the siddur that I like to you to hear that I heard from the great rabbi Rabbi Victor Miller like this. We said it yesterday in the prayers, and of course, again, the purpose of life is to gain yirat shemaim. Yirat shemaim, but it needs a definition of yirat shemaim. And there's many definitions. There's many caveats. There's many uh, facets that need to be in, in, included in, in, inside of the definition of Yirat Shemaim in order for us to gain the, gain the perfection of Yirat Shemaim. But plainly de, plainly uh, defined, Yirat Shemaim could, could mean, and it's a true Yirat, Yirat means to fear. Yirat. Yirat Shemaim. Fearing heaven. Heaven means God. Yirat Shemaim. But Yirat also comes from the word Re'eh. Re'eh means to be aware, to see. Ira and Re'eh is the same root word, Resh Aleph. So, so, so we see here, the only way you can come to fear anything is that you're aware of it. You can't be fearing a, something that you're not aware that it's there. So the essence of the Ira is not the fear, it's the awareness. It's the awareness of, of what it is or what, what's there. So, so, so uh, the Kohela tells us, Ba'alohim uh, God made the whole world in order for us to be aware of him, to fear him, and to be aware of him, certainly. The idea is to be aware. You look at all around the world, the whole world is Torah Tateva. Hashemayim is tapadinka, will kill 
מעשה ידם מגיד על הקיאה. The heavens are speaking, being כבוד the honor of Hashem, and, and, and all the heavens, the heavens means the world, the universe. Look around the universe, and you'll see, גודלו ותבוא מהעולם דעת ותכונה סובים הודות. גודלו, his power, his sheer power and energy, and, 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 and an unending uh, strength to hold up the sun, the moon, the stars, the trillions upon trillions of stars, It's power, power. Now, they're not bumping into each other. To hold back the sea, the raging sea, power. There's so much power going on, so we have to see good law. Good law, good law, the tubo. Good law. And tubo, combined with that certainly, is his kindliness. Not just enough to see his power. His power is only with kindliness. This is, Rav Lehoshia. Ooh, listen carefully. That's an Amidah. That's his power. And his kindness. Let's listen. So when you say it next time, you know what we're talking about. Rab Lehoshia. Moridata. Rab Lehoshia. Rab means his power, his greatness. He's Rab. He's great. What's his greatness for? Lehoshia. To save us for salvation. All of his greatness is for our benefit. That is good law. Rav Lehoshia is good law, Betuvo. Remember that next time you say it. Rav, stop there. Rav Lehoshia. All of his greatness is only for good. It's only for his, our benefit. All of it. So, so we're saying now, you know, we're trying to gain Yirat Shemayim and look at some of the definitions of Yirat Shemayim as, as, uh, uh, as uh, included in our uh, prayers, in our, in our Siddur, in our prayers. So we say it like this. This phrase, unbelievable phrase. We, say, we said it yesterday. King David, get that picture now in your mind. Get a, let's, let's, let's create a picture in the mind. This picture will last you a lifetime if you gain it right now. The picture is King David, David the Mill. David the Mill was one of the greatest men that ever lived, ever. And he did so many things. He was a, he was a prophet. He was the king of Israel. He was, a, he was, a, he was a, the greatest Torah scholar of his day. greatest Torah genius of his day. He was a uh, physical phenomenon in battle. He used to kill all, kill all his enemies in battle. He was uh, led the Jewish people in many wars. And won, he won them all. He, he, he David HaMelech, wrote the Tehillim. Tehillim is what our nation is. Uh, we live on the Tehillim. He wrote most of them, uh, but he compiled all of them. He put them all together. But he, put, he wrote a lot, most, most all of them. The wrote that he wrote, the majority. And, and, and his name appears, the rabbi told me this once face-to-face, the name David appears more than any other name in Tanakh. As a chedush, look it up. One guy, time I told the guy this 10 years ago, he looked it up on his computer, and sure enough, the name David appears more often in Tanakh than more and than any name in Tanakh. So... So now David is coming and saying, he's, the picture is like this. David HaMelech is by, on Harabayit in Yerushalayim. And he's, he's making an announcement. And he says, He makes the announcement. There's a proclamation going on. Come, my children. He called the he called Jewish people my children because out of his love. He loved children. My children. Shemuli, come and listen to me. Come and hear what I'm going to say. I'm going to teach you something vital. You, you better come to it because you may not hear it again. I'm going to teach you the most vital thing that you need to know in Judaism. Wow. Everybody ran from far and wide. Get that picture. They ran from far and wide. They wanted to hear King David, the great King David, explain to us the most vital point in Judaism. Wow. Wow. And they were very excited. You could be sure of that. But now he's going to tell us now at least one time, he says it many times in, in the Tehillim, uh, different aspects of this, but let's hear this one. This one is a tremendous chidush as, as dissected by Rabbi, Rabbi Miller, like this as well. He says first, the, the pasuk, come, my children, and listen to me, hear what I'm going to say. What am I going to say? Yirat Hashem I'm going to teach you what it means, Yirat Hashem, awareness of Hashem, fear of Hashem, I'm going to teach you what it means. I'm going to teach you I'm going to teach you the essence of Yirat Hashem. So don't, don't, don't blink now. Don't blink. If you blink, you might miss it. Don't hiccup now. Okay? So 
listen carefully. Now, listen, I'm going to say it, and then I'll, I'll say it twice again, but I'm going to say it the way I heard it. So now, King David goes further. He says, he says, here, here it comes. I'm going to teach you what it means, Yirat Hashem. Here it comes. Say it well. Mi ha'ish hechafetz ha'im oheb yamim le'otob. Who is the man that wants to live? Oheb yamim, he loves, he, he loves life. Oheb yamim le'otob, to see good things. Netzod ha'shorecha me'ra. Watch your mouth from saying ra. From the Lashon ha'ra. Netzod ha'shorecha me'daber me'ra. And you're, and your lips from saying falsehood. Oh, so most all of us say, hey, we know what he's talking about. If you don't speak Lashonara and you don't speak falsehood, then that's the definition of Yirat Shemaim and you're going to live a long life. Chavetz Chaim. No. So we think that's, that's the definition of Yirat Shemaim. That's what he's saying. He's saying, Yirat Hashem Alamitchem. That's the definition. That is the definition that you should just not say Lashon Ra, is that the definition of Yirat Shemayim? Most of us would explain it that way. The world explains it that way. Rav Miller looks at it a little different. He says like this, I guess this is the way he learned it, learned it in Slavatka like this, I'm not sure. He says, no, you, 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 you blinked. You, you missed the whole point. Let's read it again. Mia Yirat Hashem, he says, Echub and Shemuri, come with me. Here it comes. Yirat Hashem, I'm going to teach you about Yirat Hashem. Now, listen slowly. Here's the, here's the answer. What is Yashem? Mi ha'isha ha'fet chayim. That's it, period. You have to be, what's Yirat Hashem? You have to be a ha'fet chayim. You have to want to live. You have to want to live a good life. You have to be careful the way you live. You have to be careful the way you talk. Be careful the way you answer people. Be careful with your health. You have to be a ha'fet chayim. Do you want life? You know, if you want, you know, a definition of a person that's uh, Yirat Shemaim is a person that wants life. Not life, life in this world, but life in the next world. He's a man that pursues life. He's careful with his health. He's careful when he drives. He's careful when he crosses the street. He's careful with, 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 with people. Careful with everything he does. Careful with his business. Careful with his customers. He's a hafetz hayim. He wants anything to live more, to do more with sport, to be, more, to be an Ebed Hashem more, to be able to raise more children. He has a hafetz hayim. I want to live. I want to, it says, Ubaharta bahayim. Mitzvah, listed in Mitzvah 613. You chose, you choose life. So a hafez hayim is also is a, is a one that's choosing life. He wants life and he's choosing life. You choose life. So that is the way Rabbi is explaining Yad Shemayim. That's one definition of Yad Shemayim that's bringing from David the Mill from our prayers. You are hafez hayim. You're choosing life. You want life. Oh, Hashem, you want life? You're a good customer. I'm going to give you more life. We said before. We said before. Now you're not. You're, now you're showing that you're not a fool. You're not a yad kisil. Hashem says, "I'm giving out life. Well, I want to give out life to people that want to do some good things with their life." Are you a chafet chayim? Are you a person that pursues life? Are you a person that 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 gets up in the morning and and is ready to and goes to shul, learns Torah, does mitzvot? Gives tzedakah, encourages people. You you, you 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 make sure people like you. You make sure you're polite. You make sure you you make sure you make sure you you are walking kiddush Hashem. People say, "Oh, that Jew is a good Jew." You 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 smile to people all the time. All these things, then you show that you you're chafetz chayim. Hashem, oh, you want life. Ah, then Hashem, oh, you're a good customer. Then I'm going to give out life. That's that's what it says over here in the Mishlei. Says. I am in the hands of a fool. I don't want to give out mechir, good good merchandise life. But in the hands of a chacham, in the hands of a person that wants life, I want to give more life to because that's the bank. The bank wants to give more loans for the guy that's paying his loans. He's paying the interest. He's, he's growing his business. Bank says, oh, that guy, he's a good customer. I want to give him more loans. I want to increase his line of credit. And Hashem wants to increase our line of credit when we show him that we are good customers in this world. And we are, we are good investments. We are good investment. And we are good investment. Hashem dispenses us more happiness and more health and more, more time and more life in order to, to, uh, to reinvest our investments. That's a big, uh, a big uh, definition 
another definition he gives, and we give, we read it every day. Uh, he wants his ones that that fear him, that are aware of him. So what's the definition over there? Definition is is this the resha, the beginning of the pasuk. So ones who hope to his kindness. People that have bitahun, they have hope, they have cheshek, they have they they aspire, they they're waiting for, they're waiting for Hashem's kindness. They know it's coming. They hope to Hashem. Kaveh ve kaveh. We say it uh, at the end of the prayers every day. Kaveh ve kaveh. Hope and and say it again and hope and hope. We should never lose hope. We should hope to Hashem. Look up to Hashem. And that is Yirat. That's another definition of King David of Yirat Shamayim, being aware of Hashem because He's the only one that you can have hope for. You have hope to Him. Now, now I want to talk about we're going to have to start, we're talking about here uh, the big thought of the uh, of the parasha. On this point is here we see in a parasha lama nigara. Well, the Jewish people there was a bunch of Jewish people that were they were they were, they were tameh, which I learned the Chiddush yesterday from Rabbi. Uh, Nahum, that they were Tameh because they dragged out the, uh, the bodies of Nadam Avihu that died in the Mikdash for uh, bringing Ezra. And that made them Tameh. They were doing, I mean, uh, they were doing a, a, a mitzvah. Doing a mitzvah. They were doing a mitzvah. But they were still, nonetheless, they were Tameh. And a person's Tameh, they can't bring the Korban Pesha. However, a person has a person, so they were Patur. Patur. They don't have to do it. Patur. They're exonerated. But they didn't want to take that for an answer. They said, no, 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 I, 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 I'm not in life to be patur. I'm in this life. The purpose of life is to la'asot. You've got to do. I don't want to go upstairs and say, look, I was patur. You know, I was maybe, uh, I was, um, he was maybe he was uh, in a coma, or maybe he was sick, or maybe he was ani, he couldn't get, like, but, like the guy was very, very big, very, very poor, he couldn't give tzedakah. So he doesn't want to go upstairs and say, I couldn't give it. No, I, want, I wanted to give tzedakah. I have a desire to give tzedakah. So just that desire is, is, is a very big thing. Ke'ilu asha. It's as if he did it. The desire to do mitzvah, ne'enas, chashab la'asfot mitzvah ve'ne'enas, ke'ilu asha. person that wanted to do mitzvah, he wanted to go visit, visit a sick man. On the way there, something happened. Maybe he got a flat tire. So he was ne'enas, he got a flat tire. He couldn't go visit a sick guy. But it's ke'ilu asha. Hashem didn't do the mitzvah as if he did it. Mitzvah of the, of the, of the mind, of the heart. I want to build. I want to build yeshivot, but I have no. I have no money to build yeshivot, but I really want to do it. I want to be a tamim chacham. I want to be able to learn more and more Torah. But what can I do? I have to, I'm working ten hours a day, eight hours a day. I only have so much time. I try the best I can, but I don't have that time to put in to do to be uh, to reach the height that I need to reach to, to to that height. But the desire is what Hashem wants to, to see in you. You have that desire. You have regret that you can't do it. That's mitzvot of the mind. This is mitzvot, no less than regular mitzvot, and we have to get in that habit to 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 express these this kind of an attitude. It's an attitude, not an attitude. I, I can't do it. What do you want from me? I couldn't do it. I can't do it. What do you want from me? You know, it, it's, out, it's out of my control. I can't do it. No, no. I, I may, it may it may may well be, but you got to say, I wish I could do it. I wish I could be like that guy. I wish I could do good things like that guy. I wish I could do some very very good things. Although I'm not in that position, but if I was, that's like you're collecting money for a certain. Uh, institution, the guy says, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not in that position. I, I, you tell the guy, at least say, if I had it, I could, if I wish, I, if, I, if I was able to do it, I would do it. Very important to get him to say that. And then he says, oh, of course, if I was able to do it, if I was able to to, um, to give a donation, to give a pledge, I would do it. Oh, that's already, that's a level, that's a high level, that you have to have a regret that you couldn't do it. Now, we have to know that the purpose of life is to do. Asher barano him la'asot. Purpose of life is to be a doer. It's not to be a not doer. You have 248 mizvot aseh. 365 mizvot lota aseh. Of course, the majority is not to do. Don't eat ham. Don't uh, carry, carry Shabbat. Don't light a fire on Shabbat. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't, all the don't do's, they are vital. However, that's not the purpose of life. 
And you go upstairs after 120 years, it just tells him, I didn't eat a ham sandwich. Not going to make it. Ain't going to do it. He said, well, I, I didn't write a conch back. It's not going to do it. He said, what did you do? I gave you all that, those years of life, God's going to tell you. What did you do with your life? Don't tell me what you didn't do. I want to know what did you do. That's the purpose of life, is to do the asot. Asher barayim asot is to do. So that's why these people, these Sadiqim, they said, don't hold me back. Why should I be held back? Why should I not be given an opportunity? Because they know that the purpose of life is la'asot, is to do. Right? So, so because when a person is uh, devoid of, uh, of, uh, of mizvot haseh, he didn't give sedekah, he didn't, didn't honor his parents properly, he didn't, uh, he didn't help the, the widow, he didn't, he didn't encourage his friend, he didn't, he, he didn't implant tefillin, has shalom. Then they can't help him in the next world. They, 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 they can't make it up. They can't even make it up. They look call your de duma. Once they go down to silence, silence means it's over. You can't, you can't, there's no free will. You can't be helped. They can't put that time in his pocket. He's, he's finished. But the guy that, 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 you know, that's the guy that didn't do. That's not, he's got to be a doer. But the guy that did bad things, like all of us, that he can make restitution for. He can, he can make Teshubah. He can make Yom Kippur, he can make Greva, Hashashom Yisurim, and even on the bad ones, when the time of death comes, that'll clean him off, and if that's not enough, they will send him to the dry cleaners, and they'll burn it out of him, and eventually he'll come up a little pale, a little skinny, but he'll come up clean. So that's the difference. So, so we are judged on what we did in life. We have to come up with money in our pocket. And, and, and these people in the desert, they knew that. They would say to him, Salama Nigara. We don't want to be held back, please. I know we don't have to do it. We don't have to do it because we were Tamer. But we don't want to be held back. Don't hold us back. Moses calls, speak to God for us. And do something for us because we don't want to be held back from doing this world. That's all we're here in this world for. Moses told him, you don't got to do it. This is, you're, you're Tamer. They said, no, no, no. You got you to gotta find us a loophole over here. So they spoke to God. Moses spoke to God. Said, the people don't want to take no for an answer. Hashem was so happy. He goes, Vama, and he goes, oh. These people, they know what the purpose of life is to do. I'm going to create a brand new mitzvah for them called Pesach Sheni that didn't exist before. I'm giving them the opportunity to create such a mitzvah. And that's why these people were one of the, of the greatest people that ever lived. They were giving us the model. And the model for us is to be a doer. And all of us should wake up every single day and should have the, the chut and I should have the cheshech, I should have the presence of mind that today is the first day of the rest of my life, and today I'm going to do good things with it. So I should, so Hashem should, so I should be a chacham, and Hashem, I'll be a good customer, and Hashem will give me more good things in this world to be, to do good things with them. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>